Big news. The new Sprint LTE Plus network is faster than Verizon and AT&T based on analysis of a recent study by Nielsen. And to celebrate, we're inviting you to join Sprint for the biggest offer in U.S. wireless history. Switch to Sprint and save 50% on most Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile rates. Yep, you heard that right. No gimmicks, no tricks. You have Verizon 6 gigs for $60, 30 with Sprint. And if you have 15 gigs for $100 from AT&T, 50 with Sprint. Even if you have T-Mobile's 10 gigs for $80, we'll give it to you for 40 And we won't force you to watch video in low def. Oh, and one more thing. We'll even pay your switching fees up to $650 per line so you can switch to the Sprint LTE Plus network today. Visit a Sprint store at Sprint.com slash save 50%. Offer coverage not available everywhere for discounted phones. Excludes taxes, surcharges, roaming, and premium content. Subject to new line, $36 activation fee, credit valid for day. Plans may not be exact match. See website for eligible plans or offer end 1716 Exclusions and restrictions apply. Contract by audio reward card requires online registration. Blog Talk Radio.
2013, and you are listening to Boy Crazy Radio. I'm your host, Alexi Wasser. Boy Crazy Radio is a call-in advice show, all right? Kind of like Loveline, but cooler, where I serve as the big sister you've always wanted. And for all you guys out there listening, maybe, just maybe I can be like your friend's cool big sister that you jerk off to. Either way, let's do this. Pick up your fucking smartphones and dial 646-378-0649. You could also call in using Google or Skype. It is the future. You figure it out. Just the point is, let me know that you're out there, okay? Because if, if you don't call in, I don't even know you're listening, and then I don't think you care. So once again, the telephone number is area code 646-378-0649. Uh, Call in with a question, or if you don't have a question, you can answer the question of the night, which is, uh, tell me, I want to know all about any horrible, I want, okay, I just want you to call in and tell me the most awkward, horrible, uncomfortable, humiliating, embarrassing uh, sex story, sex experience you've ever had, all right? I have a million of them. I have so many. All right? I, but here's the deal. I'll tell you, for every one you tell me, I'll tell you one of one of mine. I'm probably just going to tell you a few anyway just because. But I just want to let you know that we'll go tit for tat tonight. It's very exciting. So just open up. Let's get cozy. Anyway, uh, you guys, also, if you're too much of a pussy out there uh, to call into the actual show right now, you can tweet me your question on Twitter at I'm Boy Crazy. That's the at symbol or whatever that symbol is, who knows anymore, not me, I don't, my Twitter information is as follows, at I'm Boy Crazy, the letter I, the letter M, B-O-Y-C-R-A-Z-Y. Exciting, oh my God, you guys, uh, it is a romantic, rainy evening tonight in Los Angeles. I'm feeling a lot of feelings. Um, I do broadcast Boy Crazy Radio from Los Angeles, just just so you know, in case you've never heard this show before, it, it comes to you via, from, oh, you know, I'm just, I live in Los Angeles, that's my point, and uh, nobody knows how to drive, everybody already always says this, but nobody knows how to drive in Los Angeles when it starts raining, um, they either drive, you know, just as aggressive, aggressively as they usually do, or they drive crazy slow, and uh, tonight I got so pissed off, because it's just, oh my God, it's so miserable, it gets dark so early now, isn't that horrible, doesn't that just make you want to slit your wrist? Well, don't do it. Call into Boy Crazy Radio. Don't split your wrist. You guys, come on. Let's uh, take it up a notch or whatever. Anyway, um, yeah, I had the worst road rage earlier tonight. It was horrible. I was driving around. I was doing a lot of stuff. I was running errands and whatnot. And it was, you know, pitch black. It's like 5 p.m. I feel like I thought it was midnight. I thought I was late for Boy Crazy Radio. And this guy in like a Maserati or some kind of fancy car. Is that a fancy car? Whatever the fuck. He was driving some fancy car. And uh, he was driving super crazy. And I, I I just started saying weird shit. Like, immediately, I was just so angry at this person. Because we're driving down this narrow street. I'm giving you all these unnecessary details for the story. But just bear with me here. So it's just weird when I get overcome with road rage. Because all of a sudden, weird shit comes out of my mouth. And phrases that I would never normally use come out of my mouth. Like, all of a sudden, I was like, fuck all y'all. And I'm like the whitest. I don't know if that's, I don't know if that's a southern thing or if that's, uh, you know, uh, and, uh, uh, a rap thing. Anyway, but all of a sudden I'm saying things like, fuck all y'all. I don't know who, who that was saying that. But anyway, I said that. And then I said, 
a more dorky uh, white girl thing where I was like, I was like, fuck you, bro. You're not my bro. And I meant that. I just wanted – nobody was listening. I was just talking to myself in uh, the privacy of my Prius. And uh, and I just didn't want anybody to get confused. That guy was not my bro, that crazy driver. Anyway, uh, all right, listen. Phone lines are open. I've given you the number a million, gazillion times. This is about you talking about your stuff and your feelings and your emotions, not me. I'll get to that in a little bit. I'm going to take the first call, area code 503. Hello. Hello. What's your name? How old are you? Where are you calling from? And then tell me what your problem or your story is. Um, my name is Emily. I'm 23, and I'm calling from Portland. Oh, my and God, Portland. I'm, I was just in Portland. I can't believe it. We could have hung out and been friends and had tea and gone shopping. <laughs> Did you like Portland? I did, Well, I thought I liked Portland. I do like Portland, but then I realized I don't really love Portland as much as I thought I did because – I fell in love with the fucking, you know, yuppie Ace Hotel uh, shopping area. And then I, when I was, like, mm-hmm. in suburban, when I was in suburban, normal Portland, I was like, hey, wait a minute. Where are the, what, what's this? <laughs> but I do yeah, like it. I'm stay, I just Stay inner city. Don't go further out. You'll run into not cool areas. Well, I went to some cute bar called The Parlor, and that was cute. Have you ever been there? I haven't. Where is that? I have no idea. I should idea. know. I'm Something from here. <laughs> I'll write somebody, it down. Somebody, I'll add it to places to go look at. Add it to your rep- repertoire, or however you pronounce that word. Um, yeah, somebody clubbed me over the head and said, uh, it was actually through a Boy Crazy Radio a few weeks ago when I had Jeremiah Green on, and then, you know, he suggested we meet up at the parlor, so we met up at the parlor, because he was in Portland Ooh. also, and so, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I have no idea where it was, but it was just in some, who knows where it was, but just Google it. But okay, what is going on with you? Okay, so I need some advice. Um, I recently, about a month ago, had kind of a mutual breakup with a boyfriend of three years. And so I need some advice of how to kind of try and move on. And um, I'm kind of at this weird point in my life, like, you know, new city, trying to meet new friends, like all this stuff. So it's kind of a multi-question, but how, basically how to move on from a really serious relationship that um, it ended really well. It was mutual and it was, it was fine. And it was definitely had kind of reached its expiration date in some ways. Um, so I feel like you are really good at knowing what the hell to do post breakup and how to kind of get yourself back in the game. Okay. Well, um, wait, so how long ago did you break up with your, with your boyfriend of three years? Like a month ago. Okay. So One pretty month. recent. Very recent, and um, and you said you're you're calling you're you're living in Portland, but and but you're in a new city. But so where were you before? So, How long have you been in Portland? I've been in Portland. I'm born and raised here, but I went away for college. I didn't go too far. I went to Eugene, but um, oh so no, I've you're been, in Eugene, Oregon. Yes, but I'm not there anymore. Don't worry. <laughs> I'm back okay, in good. Portland. Okay. Yes, um, I'm back here. So it's kind of like you know the. I'm clearly not in high school anymore. I don't talk to anyone from high school anymore. So it's, and in some ways it feels like a new city, but, um, you know, there's all these new things out there to explore. So it feels like a new city, but it's technically not a new city, if you know what I mean. Okay. Well, so, yeah, so you're back to the place where you were born and raised. I totally understand. At one point after I graduated high school, I moved to New York, and then I came back to Los Angeles. 
but uh, so LA, I guess, was a new city to me too. But it's really not. Portland, you're, you're, you know, Portland. It's not so new. So take that out of the equation, like you're, you know, because that just makes the story sadder and more difficult to overcome. <laughs> here's what I'm going to suggest you do. Oh, there are plenty. Here's what I know from being, you know, from going to Portland two or three times. Um, let's see. There are some Whole Foods there. There are some very good-looking men at the Ace Hotel. That's that's all I know. That's all I'm aware of, really, in Portland. Um, let's see. There's a lot. There's a lot of plaid. There's a lot of good shopping. Um, I say, here's what you need to do. Have you cried? You, you need to you need to feel bad and sad and mourn death with a relationship for as long as you need to. And uh, you know, you don't have to start dating immediately, but we're gonna get there in a second. So you need to take a lot of Epsom salt baths. You need to masturbate a ton. I'm just going to give you just like a, a, a general like bullet point list of list of things that I would do to get over a breakup. No? Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So do you have a lot of girlfriends or friends uh, in Portland? I have like my best friend from college is here and um, and she has some friends. She's like in a relationship though, so it's not like I don't have a ton of friends who are kind of on that same stage of being single and going out, so that's kind of the struggle too. Oh, God, plus it's cold out, and I always feel like when it's really cold out, nobody wants to leave their house. Right, which is totally understandable. Okay, well, here, okay, aside from Epsom salt baths, and you can get Epsom salt at, uh, go to go to every single Whole Foods in Portland, because the people watching and the meandering that happens at Whole Foods and eye-fucking that can happen while you're there with <laughs> cute boys and, and beanies and pea coats and plaid or, or whatever and dark denim and, and uh Desert boots, that could be exciting. So you can just, like, meander Whole Foods for a bit, um, get your Epsom salt that you're going to bathe in. Here's something that works for me when I get really bummed out because I've been single, I've been in relationships, I've been miserable in both situations. I've been – I'm in a long-distance relationship now, so that can be make me moody and stuff. So I know what it's like to have to find things that make me feel better. And for I can't believe I, I forgot about this, but having a book to escape into – is such a nice thing. Like I can't stress this enough. It's so weird. Like it's such a simple thing, but fuck reading. Reading, reading's uh, old news. Get an audible, like get an audible book. Go to iTunes, uh, go to Amazon, whatever you want to do. Find some fucking. Don't don't get some heavy book that makes you look smart because we know you're smart. Great, you can learn stuff later. Right now, you just need to entertain yourself and take your mind off your sorrows and like you know, get over this you know, this breakup that you're going through. So get some fun Bridget Jones-esque story about, like, a girl who lives in New York who works for a PR agency who's single, but she's about to turn 30, and she's running around town, and she's dating inappropriate men and, and getting off into lots of trouble and stuff. So read one of those kind of, like, bathtub books, uh, but don't read it. Listen to it on your iPhone. <laughs> okay, and then, and then the great thing is while you're bathing in Epsom salt, you can be listening to this story on speaker, light some candles, Masturbate a ton. I think I already said that earlier. And then then you need to fucking force your friend who's ditched you because she's in a relationship. You need to force her to hang out with you like at least once a week or get your platonic male friends. Get any friends you have and just try to hang out once a week and go out to whether it's the parlor or, God, what are the other cool places? Where are the cool places in Portland? If you're in Portland, there... can you please call in and tell me where all the cute people hang out? Where? There are lots of places, and I I totally know where they are. It's the hard part is having a ex boyfriend who is kind of roaming around those same bars. So it's like avoiding those bars and trying to figure out which ones to go to, where you're not going to run into him. But that's a don't, whole other topic. Avoid, so no, 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 don't avoid that dude. Fuck that dude. Whatever. Even if it was amicable, 
you go wherever you want to go, and and don't be scared. It's all good. You're a woman. Just make sure you look beautiful. Have a cute outfit on. Don't gain too much weight, and don't start binge eating now that, and, or picking at your face like now that you're single and like you know turn on yourself. So don't do that. So you got to like keep fit, keep cute, put on makeup every day. You know, light light makeup, minimal makeup. Wear, make sure you wear mascara, maybe a swoosh of eye of uh, of eyeliner. Uh, a natural coloring with like rosy colored lip gloss or whatever. Look cute. Go to these fucking bars. Who gives a fuck if your ex-boyfriend is there? I know it's scary, but just do it anyway. He probably won't be there. And if he is, ignore him and at least you'll look beautiful and great. And um, God, what else is there to do? Oh, when I get out, when I got out of my last relationship, I dated a guy for only five months. And uh, I remember while we were breaking up, we were in his car and I, I had broken up with him. And we were having that uncomfortable talk in his car, that, that, that intense, serious conversation that's filled with silence. And, like, you just, have to, you just have to exist in silence while you're both just, like, in the car together, and it's so heavy. And while I was sitting in the silence next to my recent ex-boyfriend there, I was, I was actually going through a list of guys that I had met while I was in the relationship. And I was going through that list, like, like, the, like the Terminator or something. You know where I was like, when like, beep, boop, beep, pop, pop. That guy I met that one time at that party, but I couldn't make out with him because I was in a relationship. Beep, boop, pop, beep. Oh, this guy that I saw that one time who's friends with Amy that totally would have sex with me, I'm sure. You know, blah, blah. So, like, are there guys in, in the back of your mind that you've met over the past three years while you're with your boyfriend that you have a crush on? Yes. I just feel, I'm like, I don't know if I'm emotionally ready to hook up with someone else. And so that's the thing is like, do, do you really, do you think it does help to help move on? Does it help you to move on to hook up with someone else? I mean, well, there are two things. Yes, I do think it helps you to move on, but if you're not emotionally ready, don't force it. You don't need to do that. Just be an adult. Like be, it's okay to be by yourself. It's okay to be with your friends and having drinks and, you know, maybe a little bit of flirting, but you don't have to make out or have sex with anybody. Like you'll, that that time will come for sure, so you might as well just do that when you're like excited about it. So, and it doesn't sound like you're you're pining for your ex boyfriend because you said you it was amicable and that you it, it hit the expiration date. So, do you want your ex boyfriend back? I mean, in the sense that we had been together for three years, it was kind of like, you know, this feels a little bit tired, and for me, it was just important, like you know it's good to be single at this age and just experience things just as your own person. So in that sense, like, I think it was, had the expiration date of like, okay, for in this moment, it's time to just try and be on our own. I could see us getting back together in the future. Um, and I could, and we had a great relationship and it was, it was really, really great with, I mean, of course the, everything that comes along with being in a relationship and just being people. But, um, I could see us getting back together in the future. I think just currently I'm just having a hard time, He's already, like, made out with other people and, you know, is kind of moving on a lot faster. And I think that's kind of a little bit more common with guys. And I'm over here, like, I'm just not ready to do that. And I'm still kind of mourning the loss of this. And so I'm, like, feeling that pressure to go do something to make it official that it's over. But um, like you're saying, you know, you shouldn't pressure yourself into do something that you're not ready to do yet. Yeah, and for, for the most part, I would say, yeah, girls do as guys do move faster, they're more sexual or something, but I mean that's not always the case. Like I know for me I'm I'm I move very fast and I'm maybe I'm more masculine or something. But not everybody's like that and that's totally fine. And if you're not re- and it's it's more your ego that's saying like, Oh, I gotta 
I gotta be even with him. He's doing this thing and I should probably do that too because he's doing it. And if I don't do it, I'll look like a big idiot. But it's like he's not with you and only you're alone with yourself and nobody can nobody knows what you're doing but you and nobody knows how you're feeling but you. So it's like it's not a competition. So just if you don't wanna hook up with a dude, just yeah, be alone with yourself. And it's actually being single is so awesome. It's such a wonderful thing and and uh there's nothing wrong here actually. I know you just got out of this thing, and, and it is cold outside, so I'm going to say that again. Like, the cold amplifies, you know, the bummer, and it makes it harder to motivate, get outside, and feel sexy, and go out into the world. And But Portland's cold pretty much all the time. I, you know, it's got, like, I feel like there are only a few weeks where it's, like, glistening and bright and beautiful, right? Right. So you're used to the cold, but here's the thing. So um, maybe for now, because you are, you're 23 years old, Ten years from now, you'll only be 33, and you'll still have a huge, crazy, long life ahead of you. You know, we hope. Knock on wood. Make sure if you know if you live to your 90 or whatever, 100. So, there's so many exciting guys and to date, and so many exciting experiences to have. And you know, I'm sure you have a long list of dreams that you want to come true and goals that you want to to realize. So, like, use this alone time and just focus on you. Like, forget about him for a second, and just like start imagining in all in in you know, the most self-healthy way I can say, or, you know, tap into all the self-help stuff or something where I, I would say, well, I don't want to be too dorky about it, but write a list. <laughs> I tell this to people a lot, but I, I, this is stuff that I do, and I swear to God, it works for me, and I'm re- I can be really cynical and, and judgmental about shit, and I swear to God, everything I'm saying is stuff I've done and, and helped. Um, write a really detailed list of, like, even if it's so embarrassing and you would never want anyone to see it, it's just for you of all the shit you want to get done in your life. Like, what do you want to do? Um, I mean, I do want to move from Portland at some point just to experience something else. Um, Fair. And I think you part of me, I don't even know. I mean, I'm so used to Portland and it's so comforting and I love the size of it and everything, but, um, I don't know I recently went to Denver and that was really really fun. I don't know if I could handle the East Coast, um, but maybe Seattle or just you know just something to just test it out to definitely go to a city and just try something that's new and different. And that's definitely a goal. Um, and part of me is like you know God being with the same person since you're 20 is kind of weird. Like not weird, but there are are lots of other sexual experiences and dating and a ton of other things to experience. And so in some weird way, that's kind of a goal to see, like, you know, what would it be like to date someone who's older or, you know, just go out there and meet someone completely random and have a really great time with them. So in a in a weird kind of superficial way, that's kind of a goal of mine as well. That's not even superficial. It's totally natural and awesome and exciting and, like, just, like, excited about life stuff. So write down all the places you would like to travel to and check out. Write out a list of, like, you know, what you'd want to do as a career or what your, 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 you know, dream career would be and, you know, things you want to accomplish, books you want to read, things you want to write, jobs you want to have, um, the life you want to have. Like, see yourself down the road in your 30s or 40s. Where do you want to buy a house? Do you want to have kids? Like, just, like, write all this stuff. Like, just get, like, a blank journal from Target or somewhere and, you know, with no lines in it and a pen and just go off and be like, here's my future. These are all these amazing things that could possibly happen. And then also... Write a list of, uh, I don't know, maybe the just like different types of dudes you would want to date. I wrote a list like this on my website a long time ago, and it it, it basically is like this movie that came out recently called The To Do List, where I think Aubrey Plaza goes out with a bunch of different types of guys. So like, 
have fun with that. You can make, you know, just it's silly and you go, you want to date a firefighter, you want to date a rapper, you want to date a, you know, a, a mogul, you want to date a drummer. I don't know. It's just like, just daydream. Have a lot of fun daydreaming because you're turning mm-hmm. the focus on you. So then you got your career goals, your travel and your fun goals, um, different types of guys you want to date. And then you can also write a really long, detailed list of, like, the type of guy that you hope to meet as your next life, but that's it, your next love, love of your life, and <laughs> dream dude. And and uh, whenever I tell people to write these lists, I always say, like, make it, like, a reciprocal list where it's, like, he loves me, I love him, he makes me laugh, I make him laugh, I respect him, he respects me. So just, like, make it reciprocal so it's equal on both ends. And then just write this insane, weird, girly list of what you would love to have in your dream, your next dream boyfriend or husband many, many years down the road. Because you're 23 years old. You've got a lot of dudes to fuck, a lot of weird things to happen, and a lot of exciting things. You know what I mean? So, like, so this is an exciting good time. Very true. Well, thank you so much for all your advice. You're welcome. Well, do you have any, do you have any awkward, uncomfortable dating, like, sexual experience story? Or have you just with this dude for three years and now you don't, you don't really have Oh, any? no. No, I have, no, I have experiences before. Um, God, let me think. College probably brought out a lot of them. Um, the first night in my dorm, I um, I met a guy who lived below me, and um, I got far too drunk, and I went to a party, and I ran into an ex-boyfriend, and I made this guy who I just met pretend to be my current boyfriend, um, which was really embarrassing. And I guess we went back to our dorm, and we hooked up, and then I went back to my room and in the morning I came downstairs and my shirt and bra was in the hallway and I still to this day don't really know why it was there or what really happened but that was pretty embarrassing and awkward and did you ever talk to the guy again I did and then um and we never really ever talked about that night again it was one of those like oh like we know each other but let's not talk about how we know each other and then he he moved back to LA so um yeah, I mean it was it was funny and it definitely ended up well, but in the moment it was a very embarrassing, awkward first night in college. Oh my god, well maybe you can travel to LA, which is where you know, where I live, and then you can hook back up with that guy or you guys can have have a drink or something and reminisce about the good times and that, that could be part of your travels if you get over your ex boyfriend. Right there. Great or, even more about our advice. <laughs> great well, idea. Thanks. Okay. Anyway, actually her answer could have been uh an answer for last week. Boy Crazy Radio question, which is what what are the most horrible things you've done while drunk or something? But that was even horrible. I think I've done shit like she did when I've been sober. I just like making weird jokes like that and making uncomfortable, awkward jokes in general in my daily life when I'm not drunk. Um, Anyway, all right. Does that mean I've got to tell a story, a personal story about me and sex? Okay, I guess I will. Um, Jesus Christ. God, you guys. How are you feeling? What's going on out there? Call in and tell me all about it. Area code 646-378-0649. Okay, last week, I just, I don't know if it's the cold weather. This is not my sex story yet, but I don't know if it's the cold weather or what it is, but I've just been, like, feeling like, fuck, I just have to, like, take a break from doing Boy Crazy Radio for a second because uh, I just feel like I'm not at my best. I'm exhausted. I don't know. It's the holidays. It's crazy that it's November because I can't believe October is over. And I couldn't believe it was October when it was October. But anyway, so I was, I was just like, fuck, I'm just going to take a break from Boy Crazy Radio. I just have to stop. 
And so I asked the guy that I'm dating, I go, what do you think I should do? Should Because I? I really wanted him to say, like, no, keep going. But, you know, you can't control people's answers, and he's not my fucking, you know, the, the boss of me or whatever. I've, I've got to make my own decisions. But uh, I was like, should I, just, should I just stop doing Boy Crazy Radio? Should I take a break? And he's like, yeah, yeah, stop doing it, totally. And he was just so casual about me not doing it. But um, I'm doing it anyway. How dare you? Not tell me to go after my dreams, mister. No, I'm just kidding. Um, oh, God, you guys. Um, all right. My sexual story, and I hope my boyfriend right now is not listening, but that's fine. I don't give a fuck. Okay. So this is his problem. He's got he's to plug his ears or not, not listen to Boy Crazy Radio. He probably doesn't even think I'm broadcasting because he told me not to because he's so supportive. Just kidding. He's great. All right. My horrible, humiliating sexual story was, well, this was a few years ago. I've had tons of them. I've had so many. But this one, I wasn't even drunk. All right. So I was dating this guy, and we were both out of town. And uh, this actually sounds like another story that happened to me not that long ago, but slightly different. So two different guys could be listening right now and think that they're the same guy, which is kind of cool or gross, which means I'm a monster. Okay. Let me get to the fucking story. So... I hadn't, I had yet to have sex with this guy, and we really liked each other, and it was very exciting, and, and you know, there's lots of buildup, and uh, I flew to North Carolina, because we were both there for whatever reason, I won't get into the details, but lo and behold, I got a yeast infection, ugh, I know, like a few days before, our exciting first sexual thing was going to happen, our night of passion before that was able to to happen. So I thought, all right, don't worry about this, Alexi. It's going to be okay. Girls get yeast infections left and right. No big deal. It's a common thing. I'm not going to tell everybody about it. I'm not going to tell him about it. I'm going to nip it in the bud. I'm going to go to Target because that's my home away from home where they have everything a girl needs and, and uh, you know, every problem can be solved uh, at Target. Okay. I'm, I, I thought, Alexi, I'm just gonna I'm gonna go to the Target and I'm gonna get Monistat One. Solves apparently solves the uh, supposedly solves a yeast infection in a day, one day. That's why it's called Monistat One. Monistat Seven cures a yeast infection in seven days. The number has to do with the amount of days it takes to fix the problem in your vagina. In this case, it was my vagina. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna get Monistat One. So it's like the night before or the day of. It, I, I, I can't be so stupid that I actually fucking did this the day of. It must have been the night before. The night before, I insert this huge egg-like ovule of Monisat 1 into my vagina. Now, for guys who are listening right now, if you're not vomiting in your mouth already, you know, you shouldn't be because this is real life. How dare you? Um, all right. Monisat 1 works like this. The medicine is in the shape of, a, of an egg, of a prehistoric egg, or an egg you might have seen in a movie like Labyrinth or The NeverEnding Story or some kind of quirky, old-timey, weird, 70s retro uh, uh, romantic, fictitious story about people wearing crowns and, and uh, I don't know, and the crystals or whatever. Okay, so it looks like this like prehistoric egg that's kind of like, and, and the egg is comprised of medication. But it's shaped this way so you can put it in this plastic thing and, and, and use the plastic thing to, uh, to insert the ovule 
Oh, yeah, there's a, there's, a, there's a plastic thing that looks like, what does it look like? Todd, girls, I wish you were calling in so you could help me out with this story. So you could help explain how you insert Monistat 1 into your vagina and what all the, the tools and pieces of the puzzle look like. Um, but there's this plastic applicator, and it looks like it's uh, fucking something you would give yourself a shot with, except there's no needle attached. There, there, at the top of this plastic contraption, there's like a cradle, and that's where you cradle the egg, the egg of monostat medication. So um, then you insert it into your vagina, and then it rests in there, and you can walk around if you'd like during your day. It's day or night, uh, and you can whatever. And, it, and it's you know fixing the fucking grossness, disgusting fucking bullshit that's going on in your private. So I do this the night before I'm going to have sex with this guy that I'm all excited about. And the next day, you know, I'm I'm feeling less uncomfortable because Monistat has been working. Um, I'm loving life. I'm feeling good. I'm not leaking. Nothing's leaking out of me. This is great. Everything's cool. Oh, my God. It feels good to be a woman. Thank goodness for Target and medication. And, you know, I, just, I feel free to be me. So um, I have my matching undies on. I have a cute outfit on. At the time, my thighs were even smaller than they are now. I mean, I'm not saying they're that small right now, but they're they're I'm I'm healthy, and I don't mean healthy fat. I mean I'm pretty slender. Everything's good. I I, I don't mind my body now, but it used to be even better. And uh, who the fuck do I think I am? How dare I? Okay. Anyway, what is the point of this goddamn story? Get my skinny jeans on. Feeling good. Dude comes over. We make out. Everything's going great. Clothes are coming off oh, my God, this is it. He puts a condom on because that's the kind of girl I am and that's the kind of guy he is. We're responsible, young adults. He puts his privates in my privates because that is how sex happens, everybody. In case you didn't know, we are having sex. It was pretty fun. Sex is fun. Then all of a sudden, something feels weird. And it feels weird not just to me, but it feels weird to him. Oh, that's weird. What's going on What's happening down down there? I don't know. It's really wet. Like, why is it so, why is it so wet and bizarre? Is that, uh, am I experiencing a lot of discharge? Am I very excited about this sex problem? I don't know. Maybe. Who knows? Life is crazy. Um, there's no right or wrong. There's no black or white. Things get weird and messy during sex sometimes. This is life. That's a childbirth. That's that 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 things get sloppy then too. But this wasn't as sloppy. This is too sloppy. So he looks down, and that's always a bummer when like a dude notices something that's fucked up with your vagina and you don't want him to notice first. You want to notice first so you can fucking take care of the situation so he doesn't see anything that's gnarly or weird. Girls, you know what I'm talking about, okay? So he looks down and he's like, oh, I don't die. And I go, well, what's wrong? I don't know. And I look down and the fucking medicine from the Monistat 1 ovule is now leaking out of my vagina, but it looks, the consistency is that of rice pudding or, like, maggots or something bizarre. Not maggots. I wouldn't say maggots. How dare you? I mean, this is like, oh, my God. I'm already. (laughs) If I can fucking tell that story right now about my own vagina, and I'm not even done with that story because I clearly tell too many details, unnecessary details, there is no reason you can't call in and tell me your embarrassing story because there's no way it's going to be as gnarly as that. Or will it be? Area code 646-378-0649. So bottom line is, 
it looks like rice pudding is coming out of my vagina. And all of a sudden I turn into Woody Allen, which is also really attractive when you're naked with a dude. Uh, and I'm like, oh, my God, you don't understand. You don't understand. Um, uh, I, I, I have a thing. I, I use this stuff monostat, and I put it in yesterday. And I'm like, oh, that's what it is. That's what it is. This is ah. And he was like, you know, I'm sure he was. We could call him right now and see how he felt and get the aftermath. This was years ago. I, I'm not afraid. I would call him up to see what he thinks and how he felt at the moment. But the thing is, we ended up dating for a year. And so that's, that's a life lesson. Weird shit can happen during sex that you think is so embarrassing, but a guy will still love you. I'm a disgusting monster, and somehow I found people that, that love me still. It's a miracle. But that was so horrible because that was our first sexual experience. Anyway, phone lines are open, area code 646-378-0649. You can also tweet me your questions uh, or your embarrassing stories. You can get into a few, as, as many characters as Twitter will allow. That information is at I'm Boy Crazy, the letter I, the letter M, B-O-Y-C-R-A-Z-Y. I'm going to Twitter right now. Suddenly I Feel Less Alone from Andy Champagne. Oh, thanks, Andy Champagne. We'd love for you to call because the phone lines are open. Um, let's see who else. Oh, the Daily Sass says, oh, at Sasquatch, says, Boy Crazy Radio with Ad I'm Boy Crazy right now. She's actually my favorite. Thank you very much, at Sasquatch, the Daily Sass, whoever you are. Um, hmm, who else? Ah, there's some weird guy on Twitter who has been tweeting at me just today. His name is Edwin Prescott III at Leisure Pursuits. His first tweet was, I enjoy your height and your breasts. Oh, hold on. I enjoy your height and your breasts, oh, and your breasts appear on Google search. Would love to see you apply for position as my second mistress. All right. And then he wrote, he followed that up with, I assure the position pays well, and you'll have to suffer no interactions with my wife or other mistress. I'm a gentleman. Huh. I don't know if he's just, uh, if this is like a Twitter persona this guy has because he's trying to write a book called Leisure Pursuits, but, you know, feel free to talk to this guy if you want to be his second mistress because I am not interested. Anyway, I'm going to go back to the phone lines. How weird that everybody hung up and decided not to call in after I told my embarrassing sexual encounter story. I have another story I'll actually tell you. But first, I'm actually going to get to the phone calls because the phone lines are thank- thankfully lighting up. Please don't make me take sabbatical, take a sabbatical from Boy Crazy Radio. I want to know you're out there. Area code 562. Oh, yeah. Oh, hi. Who's this? Who is this Lexi? You're calling me. Yes. Oh, cool. This is um, this is Avi, uh, an old friend. I was just calling in the radio show. Are, are you guys on? Can I say which Avi this is? Um, yeah, this is uh, Avi Buffalo. Oh my God, super charming. The musician, Buffalo, the friend, indie rock, musician, indie rock. comrade. We're here. We're out here at a famous restaurant in Los Angeles right now. Um, called uh, Malo. Like to um endorse uh this restaurant. Very cool, very cool. Uh, yeah, this is a this is indie rock royalty. Uh, if you haven't heard of him, you should Google Avi Buffalo immediately. He's We're, super cool, and he's been on he's been on Boy Crazy Radio before. You can, you can check that out on iTunes. Yeah, I'm a veteran at this point. Um, I was just calling to happening? to advertise uh, this restaurant. I mean, uh, I wanted to give you to uh, my friend Jessica here, who's actually Doug, my bass player's girlfriend, Lady Love, and uh, she wanted to say hi. Hi, Jessica. Wait okay. a minute, Jessica. Is this the girl, Jessica, that you wrote a song, Jessica? Hello? About? 
Hello, Jessica. Um, How are you doing? Welcome, welcome to Boy Crazy Radio. Hello. Hi. Um, wait, are you the girl that Avi wrote a song called Jessica about? Um, yeah. Are you really? I really am. Yeah, we're here enjoying some Mexican food. It's pretty great. Um, are you guys on a date? No, no. We're just all, like, hanging out. It's all just a bunch of friends. Uh, do you have Oh, can you tell me the most awkward sexual situation experience you've ever had in your entire life, or just one of them? Because I have a lot, but I just told one. Wait, do you want me to tell you one? Yeah, tell me, like, you know... Uh, some kind of horrible sexual experience you had or something really embarrassing and awkward. I want to know. Okay, I have a really bad one that I, like, have only told, like, one person. And it's really bad, but it's really hilarious. And it's just when I was young. I was in high school. And um, my boyfriend wanted to do anal, and I really didn't want to, but we did. And let's just say it went really bad. <laughs> what happened? That it was just really bad, but it was really hilarious. And now that I look back, it's just like, oh my god, I can't believe I did that and never doing that again. I want to know the details. I want to know the gory details. No, <laughs> honestly, I don't know if I could say the word on on the air. No, you can say anything. You can say any, anything you want. You don't have to. I'm really I worried. <laughs> okay, um, I'm going to give you to Avi. Oh, my God. <laughs> Thank you, Jessica. Nice um, to meet you. Hey, you still there? Hi. Hey, sorry. Yeah, totally. Okay. <laughs> can you can How's you um, song? Yes? Oh, yeah, we have one. I have one ready. Okay. Um. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. Let your Yuletide something. Na na na, a merry little Christmas. Yeah, here we are as the golden days. Oh yeah, Christmas time is so fun for us. Cause we're in the warm green light Have yourself a merry little Christmas It's gonna be so fun It will be the funnest Christmas in the town And that's that's a little bit of a Christmas one going on uh, for, for you, let's see. Thank you very um, much. I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get back just, to you. You know, it's been a while since I called, so I wanted to make sure that you were the way I said hello. But yeah, you get back to your thing. Sorry. I'm gonna get back. But yep. oh, you didn't tell me you didn't tell me an embarrassing sex story, but I think the song was was cool enough. Oh well, I'll have to catch. Well, um, next time maybe. But for now, enjoy the rest of Boy Crazy Radio, and have a beautiful night doing what you Thank do. Thank you, Avi Buffalo. We love you so much. Boy Crazy Radio loves Avi Buffalo. He's been on the show one time. He's great. His guitar playing skills are incredible. Um, yeah, I would say, I mean, buy his album on iTunes or just steal it for free on Spotify. Whatever you guys decide, it's your life or whatever. But he did write a song called Jessica. I don't know how it goes. It goes like, Jessica. I don't know how it goes. But anyway, and if that was really the Jessica he wrote about, that'll mean so much more 
after you've listened to the song. You're welcome. Um, I'm really regretting telling you guys that story about um, my vagina and weirdness. But since then, nothing weird has happened down there at all. It's totally great. It's awesome. Spotless. I keep it neat and pristine, clean and pristine. But, I mean, let's face it. I've said it before. I'll say it again. A woman's vagina is a dank, dark, scary breeding zone for disaster. I am surprised that men want to have anything to do with it, but I'm upset if they don't. I mean, I'm talking about them putting their face in my vagina, but um, that's totally rude. If you're having sex with a guy and he doesn't offer to go down on you, uh, never see him again. That's how I feel. And I actually like giving blowjobs. And I don't understand that girl. When, I mean, I guess I do understand maybe, but I don't understand when women don't like giving blowjobs. Because to me, I made a point of, well, I think I'm good at it. I don't know. I'm, who knows? I'm probably horrible. But I think I'm good at giving a blowjob, but I'm sure all girls think that they're good at giving a blowjob. But I, like, kind of went to blowjob school. I wasn't a prostitute, but I, uh, I asked. I, I, I just, I took notes. I learned stuff. I asked. I asked an ex questions. He was on an ex, but I, but I feel like I went, you know, I really took the art of blowjob seriously. So I like to think that I'm good at it because that means something to me, and I actually do enjoy it. And also, here's a tip, girls: if you don't like getting blowjobs, but you're on a diet or you're trying to lose weight, a new way to enjoy getting a blowjob is pretend it's a hot dog or food or something that you're shoving in your mouth, and because as long as it's not food. You're not gaining any weight. So that's exciting. It's like it's a lollipop or something. So it's just like, you know, whatever. You're burning calories. You're making someone else happy. You're not getting fat. It's all good. Um, and on the side note of a side note, because I'm just going rant crazy right now, phone lines are open, 646-378-0649. Tweet me your questions as well, questions and comments. Um, I... I'm going to be in Seattle next week. Um, I'm dating a new guy. Uh, it's the same guy I've been talking about, actually. Not new, but we'll be in a new city together, so that's exciting. So because I'm in a long-distance relationship, which uh, keeps me on my toes and keeps me interested and excited, um, it always brings me to new places. So we're meeting up in Seattle, and uh, I need to do a lot of stuff before I have my sexy time rendezvous. And for any girls out there listening, who, you know, let's say you're going to go on a first date or you're getting ready for some momentous occasion or you're going to hook up with some dude or whatever it is, um, I take my trips to have sexy time rendezvous with my the guys I'm dating. I take those trips seriously, and there's a lot of preparation that goes into getting ready to see my dude. Uh, it's like a first date all over again every time I see him. And the prep includes... And this is what you girls should be doing, getting ready for your dates, getting ready for your big date, your your big adventure. Step one, lingerie shopping. I've already repeated some of the lingerie I'm wearing uh, that I wear in front of this guy. I don't want to do that anymore. I'm sick of it. He likes lingerie, but even if he doesn't, I don't give a fuck about him. It's more about me feeling confident and sexy because I'm a fucking nutcase and I need all the help I can get. I need to get a manicure, pedicure, so I feel like I'm on top of my shit, and I'm fierce and fantastic and fabulous. So I do that, okay? That's what I do. Back to lingerie shopping. Looking for uh, unlined, demi-cut bras in lace. I like black lace. 
I like burgundy lace. I like purple lace. I like lingerie, uh, and I want to feel sexy in it. I don't want to spend a gazillion dollars on it. So that's the mission for me getting ready. I have to get my vagina waxed. One of the perks of being in a long-distance relationship is right before I see him, which is also essentially for me because it makes me feel all cool and confident and sexy and blah, 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 whatever. And I have a specific wax that I get. Um, I'll tell you that in a second. But the good thing is, in between my time seeing him, and it's only about three weeks, two weeks to three weeks, because that's as long as we go without seeing each other, I don't have to do a goddamn thing. I don't shave. I don't have to wax. So I have a fun retro bush experience, which I think is nice because I feel like it evens out the size of my thighs. Um, and just, you know, I like what, what, you know, vagina hair, pubic hair, if you will, uh, looks like in photos. I'm not a crazy hairy person. So it's, it's subtle, it's chic, it's classic, it's retro bush, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Um, so I like having that look. And then when I'm going to go see him, I go get waxed. I go see my Russian lady over at Raya, Raya Spa on La Cienega in Los Angeles. Shout out to Raya. I see a woman named Bella. Bella is an older Russian lady, a tad bit overweight. How dare you? Nobody talks about my Bella like that. Anyway, I go to her. She's amazing. She gives me life advice while I get my vagina waxed. And sometimes, it's not, this is not in her favor what I'm about to say, but sometimes I walk out of that place with a lopsided wax. So my vagina is kind of lopsided. So what I do now, because I got a big brain and I think deeply about stuff, what I do is I take a Sharpie and I draw the shape of how I want my vagina hair to the, what I want it to look like. And then she waxes around that shape accordingly. And then I walk out of there feeling like a million bucks with the shape of my vagina hair looking the way I want it to look. Yeah. Think ahead. Always be two steps ahead of the game. Anyway, so I got to go do that. The lingerie, the manicure, pedicure, uh, have a good attitude. I have a tendency to like to start fights about a week before I go to see the dude I'm dating. Got to cut that shit out and get back on track. Remember why I love him. Be nice so he doesn't hate me when I get there because I actually do generally like completely love him. So yeah, got to get prepped for all this bullshit. So that's what I was doing earlier at the Grove. At the Grove, that looks like it's in, that's a shopping mall in Los Angeles. And even though it's not even Thanksgiving yet, there are reindeer, it's snowing, there's a Santa Claus is in a house waiting for you to sit on his lap and tell him your dreams and wishes and hopes and whatever and desires. Um, I went to Topshop, looked around. If you're single, go to the Grove, go to any mall, go to any place with an Apple store uh, because that's where all the men are. They are at Whole Foods, Target, the Apple store. We'll talk about that later, more on that later. Anyway. We have nine more minutes left of the show. If you'd like to call in, call in. If you don't want to call in, I could tell you another sexual, uncomfortable, embarrassing story that I got myself into. I don't know if I want to. Maybe I will. I'm not sure. I might cancel next week's show. I haven't decided. All right. Enough about that. When people call into Boy Crazy Radio, I see your telephone number. I see you calling me. And I write down that, that number. So I have it. I have a record of your telephone number. And if you think you're going to hang up before I actually pick up your phone call and get away with it, think again, motherfucker, because I have a phone number that called in, um, a person that called in, and I didn't get to the, to the call, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to track you down. It's like I'm a weird ex-girlfriend that won't let you go. Don't be scared. It's going to be great. 
Uh-oh. Oh, no, I think it was an international call. Wow. Well, all right. Here's my next humiliating, awkward sexual story that I've had. Um, all right. I met a guy. I met a guy years ago at Whole Foods, and I wasn't sure if he was good-looking or if he was homeless. I couldn't tell. He had facial hair. He looked oddly familiar. I didn't know what that meant. We both threw away our our food at the same time, and he held the door open for me. And I said, I muttered to myself without even looking at him. I went, I said, thank you. And he goes, thank you. And I went, well, at least somebody's a gentleman. At least there's some gentlemen that exist still or something weird. Like, And I just kept muttering some weird nonsense bullshit to myself like as I walked away from him. A few days later, he Facebooks me. It turns out he's this actor that I'm totally aware of, and you know, I guess he had a beard for a role or something, and he asked me if I wanted to go on a date. We had a bunch of mutual friends. I knew he wasn't a murderer. So, yes, we met in Santa Monica, and we were both dressed all in black because we're weirdos or whatever, and we flew a kite on the beach because I had never flown a kite before, and we wanted to do something that neither one of us had ever done or something I had never done. I had to freshen up with some Listerine mint spray. Pardon me. Okay. Um, we go fly a kite. We're having a chat. He's talking a lot about his ex-girlfriend, which is a total clitoral hard-off. That's not a sexy move, dude. Guys don't like it when girls talk about their exes. I should know. I do this all the fucking time to my boyfriend. It's horrible. I don't know why I do it. Yes, I do. I do it because I'm insecure. I want to prove that I'm desirable. I want to let him know that people think I'm cute. Uh... And I'm just a dick, and I'm insecure, and need attention, and something or other. Um, whatever. It's horrible. But uh, but so I do it. But I sure as hell don't want it done to me. So we're on this first date, and he's talking about his ex-girlfriend and all this fucking bullshit. And then he doesn't try to kiss me, and he splits the dinner. I'm sorry. Yeah, I sound like a fucking superficial white yuppie bitch dick right now. But sorry, it's the first date, and we're splitting the bill. Come on. I buy boyfriend's presents. I will buy the dinner. I do so. Not on the first date. I know I've said this a million times, but it's just, ugh. So he does, and then he doesn't kiss me, and he's like really coy and bizarre, and I just don't understand what just happened. Then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, weeks later, he asked me if he can fly me to New York to go see a play with him. And I was like, no, thank you. That's cool. It makes me feel cool and important and attractive or maybe or whatever. So then he goes, well, let's do something fun uh, when I get back. Uh, let's do that thing you mentioned on our first date because we talked about how hotel rooms and having a date in a hotel room and just talking in a hotel room like we're playing house or something weird, whatever. It's all code for sex, I'm sure. Anyway, so he goes, find a hotel with the nicest, coziest bathrobes, and I'm going to meet you at that hotel uh, right after I get back to New York, and we'll have a date in the hotel room. So I tell him I, I choose the Beverly Hills Hotel, he flies back from New York, goes from the airport to the Beverly Hills Hotel. Um, oh, my goodness. I think I have, to, I have to make the show a little bit longer so I can get through telling the story. Do, 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 do. Um, pardon me. This is going to take a little bit. I do want to finish the story. Here we go. Okay, here we go. Elongating the length of the show. There's only one person here doing the work, and that's me, so I have to, uh... oh, God, I don't know if I can even do this. 
Anyway, whatever the fuck. I'm going to finish the story. i got four more minutes left of the show. Um, we go into the hotel room. We're not vibing. I don't really like him. I kind of like him, but we're totally wrong for each other. He's, he's, it's just off. It's wrong. And I tell him about myself, and I go, I'm a little bit spastic. And he goes, well, I'll let, I'd let you be spastic. And I'm like, cool, thanks for saying you'd let me be something. Okay. We're just not vibing. We're not gelling. He doesn't like – I don't know why I'm telling you this. Oh, God. Um, we, we fall asleep together. We don't have sex. We fool around. We don't have sex. He's actually, he was actually a guy who didn't like blowjobs, but he, I thought that was odd and rare. Anyway, okay, so that was interesting. Um, I didn't even get to give him one for him to tell me not to do it anymore, so I didn't take offense to it. He was just not into these things. So then we wake up in the morning, and we end up having sex. He uses a lambskin condom, which I've never used. I, I make fun of them. I've never used them. I think they seem bizarre and scary because I don't want lambskin in my vagina. But it's all we had. We start having sex. The condom gets stuck in my vagina. He can't. He's terrified. I'm laughing. I think it's funny. He can't figure out how to get it out. He's terrified. We're both naked. I'm bummed that he isn't willing to fucking fish it out, <laughs> get it out of me. It's awkward. We should just embrace it. I go to the ladies' room, the bathroom. I can't get it out. It's the perfect excuse to leave this awkward situation that we put ourselves in. When I come out of the bathroom, he's fully dressed. I don't want him to decide that he wants to leave the hotel room. We haven't even used the bathtub yet. Anyway, uh, I put my clothes on. The condom is still lodged inside of me. Um, we uncomfortably walk down the hotel corridor. My, my shoes were, for whatever reason, very squeaky and uncomfortably squeaky. Then he asked me, like, awkwardly how much he should tip the valet guy. It's just all these weird nuances and awkward moments that are happening while I have a condom lodged inside my vagina. But anyway, um, I leave a paranoid message on the boys' mailbox of my gynecologist's office saying, oh, my God, what do I do? My, my vagina, there's a condom stuck in me. You guys, oh, it's me. Guess who? It's Alexi, Boy Crazy Radio. Um, I get a text message from an ex-boyfriend or a guy that I have a crush on asking me if I want to have coffee. So while I have my my, my uh, a condom lodged in my privates, I drive to the Canyon Country store and and have a coffee date that totally was a bust. It was just platonic and a coffee date. While, so I have a coffee date with him and shoot the shit, as they say, while I have a condom lodged in my vagina. I finally get home. Fish, I, I, get the, I, I actually miraculously, miraculously get the condom out of my vagina, and I was so proud. I can't explain how proud of myself was, the self-satisfaction that I got from getting this fucking condom out of my privates. I almost wanted to stick another one back up there because it just felt so satisfying getting it out. I felt so accomplished. By then, finally, later, hours later, my, my gynecologist called, but by then it was too late, and yeah, they've had enough of me. All right, so that's basically it. You guys, thank you so much for tuning in to Boy Crazy Radio, sponsored by boycrazy.com. Tune in next Wednesday, or maybe not. It might be canceled. I'm not sure. Follow me on Boy Crazy Radio. Follow me on Twitter at I'm Boy Crazy. Uh, you can subscribe to Boy Crazy Radio on iTunes. Follow me on Instagram at I'm Boy Crazy. And you know what? I don't care what everyone else says about you. I love you. Bye. It's our party. We can do what we want.
LTE Plus network is faster than Verizon and AT&T based on analysis of a recent study by Nielsen. And to celebrate, we're inviting you to join Sprint for the biggest offer in U.S. wireless history. Switch to Sprint and save 50% on most Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile rates. Yep, you heard that right. No gimmicks, no tricks. You have Verizon 6 gigs for $60, 30 with Sprint. And if you have 15 gigs for $100 from AT&T, 50 with Sprint. Even if you have T-Mobile's 10 gigs for $80, we'll give it to you for 40 And we won't force you to watch video in low def. Oh, and one more thing. We'll even pay your switching fees up to $650 per line so you can switch to the Sprint LTE Plus network today. Visit a Sprint store at Sprint.com slash save 50%. 
Offer coverage not available everywhere for discounted phones. Excludes taxes, surcharges, roaming, and premium content. Subject to new line $36 activation fee. Credit valid for Plans may not be exact match. See website for eligible plans. Offer ends 1716 72 Exclusions and restrictions apply. Contract by audio reward card requires online registration.